Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and that college friend who just won't let your friendship die. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. And I've never been that friend. What do you mean? Let them all die. <laughs> Cut them off. Cut them off. I've moved on. A meme every once in a while. Hashtag ghost trend on TikTok. <laughs> Everyone's a ghost. <laughs> Alicia has no friends. She has many acquaintances. <laughs> Keep them at arm's length. It's safer for everyone. <laughs> On today's episode, the high seas of sailor superstitions, witches in the news, and some Appalachian folk magic. to the mines deep in the woods we're going to the mountains going to the hoods my hair standing up on the back of my neck there's something and 80s I town about this around and oh what the heck it's the devil <laughs> the devil I just wrote that right now. You just made that up? Yeah. You should like do music. <laughs> no, it was like really good. <laughs> like literally get a little bit of auto-tune and you're like, oh, you've yeah. made a record. Thank you. I'm invested. I'm getting my 10%. Gonna Chris Jenner you. You're gonna be a little folk star, bitch. Invested money or dream? Into you? I've invested a lot of fucking time. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> that has to count for something. <laughs> I've been here. From the beginning, reliably, <laughs> she shows up. I show up. She comes all the way from another state. It's true. I think about My that. My little beep, beep, toot, toot. Every time I come <laughs> back from New Jersey, I'm like, whew. <laughs> I've been Whew. to a whole other state. It's so different over Lawless. there. Lawless. <laughs> true. It's very true. No one has insurance. <laughs> None. Which I have to tell you, my favorite thing right now, you know how I told you it was autumn in my heart? Yeah. And thus in the world. Yeah. The Coffee Mate Pumpkin Spice Creamer is back. And literally, I've never been happier. Like, total change. Last week to this week, drinking the creamer every morning. And we were even going to the grocery store. And I was like, you know what? I crave more than anything else. And then you heard angels sing out of the corner of your vision. But mostly I was like, I have to, if it's not here yet, I have to be okay with that. Because there's (gasps) nothing I can do. But I was like. I would kill. This is going to make or break. This is her <laughs> fucking month. My month of August. <laughs> my autumnal dreams, yeah. you know? Dude, I wish Coffee Mate would like sponsor me. Let's email them. I'm fucking every time with this pumpkin spice. But they don't need me. Everyone's a bitch for this creamer. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, what's the spin that we could run that would... Like, do you need to do some kind of pumpkin-based film? Do you need to do mm. some kind of cream-based film? Oh, ew. That's porn. Maybe you need to do some pumpkin-based porn. Some pumpkin-based, cream-based porn? Mm-hmm. I can, like, visualize it. I can see it. Yeah. So maybe I do. Coffee Mate. Coffee Made. It's a sexy oh. maid outfit, but it is spooky. And then he has a pumpkin on his head. Oh, he's the pumpkin king He's himself. the pumpkin king. Yes. Oh my gosh. 
Fucking move over, Tim Burton. Coming over here with this pumpkin porn. This is Halloween. This is it. I'm going to make her cream. <laughs> Damn, that was so easy. Halloween. Look at you. Make her cream. You should be like a songwriter. I've been begging for somebody to tell me that. I'm going to make Beyonce's next next album so Great. much better than this one. Have it more pumpkins, more cream. Mm-hmm. It'll be amazing. Like Lizzo's new album too. I'm like, we were just talking about this. It's fine. Yeah. But maybe if you brought in a little campy, squash-based comedy. There you go. People love squash. Everyone loves a good squash. Yeah. You like them outside. You like them inside, on tables, cornucopias, in your mouth. What are you missing, Liz? Exactly. Liz. First name Liz, last name O. (laughs) Lizzo. (laughs) Lizzo. How are you doing? Anything new, exciting, Uh, thrilling, titillating? I mean, I'm always titillated yeah i'm mm-hmm. always t- titted and tatted up mm-hmm. that is true in our timeline <laughs> yes <laughs> um i'm having fun i'm sweating i'm sick of my hair mm-hmm. uh, in the listener timeline last weekend i went to a wedding and i'm sure it was delightful i love this beautiful i think that like every wedding i go to the more i learn about how to throw a great party and the thing that this wedding is doing that is i think amazing Mm-hmm. is they're not serving dinner. Oh. They're just doing small bites. Ooh. At first I was like, Ugh. but then the more I thought about it, I was like, I have never been to a wedding where I was like blown away by the mm. food. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mostly feeling? Like I need to go to the bathroom and puke. I've left weddings to get food and come back. Exactly. Or yeah. like, it makes me bloated. I can't control what I'm getting. I'm always kind of disappointed. You're also like starving. So you overeat yes. and then you have to dance. Yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. then you're like, I fucking feel like a sausage. Yep. I feel like a Vienna sausage in my tight dress that I thought was going to be fine. I thought I looked really cute, but yeah. I'm a sausage with yeah. leggies. Exactly. So what they're doing is they're having their own private ceremony with just their family, which is great and fine and wonderful. Then they're having the reception at a separate location. But That's I only have to what go you to one. Go. Yeah. That's the part that I'm excited about. And then they're not feeding us. They're just giving us like apps. And it's okay. open bar. And I was oh. like, this is perfect. I'm going to eat exactly what I want for dinner. And then if I get a little munchy or a little too drunk, maybe I can have a little sneaky snack. I love that. It's just party. It's a good idea. I think so I really think smart. like the problem is there needs to be snacks before dinner. If you're doing well, that's the what whole the cocktail hour is supposed to be, is that they're supposed to have little snacks. But usually it's just alcohol. Right, exactly. And I think that's where people mess up. That is where people mess up. You have up. to have little snackies. Because while you guys are all running off taking pictures, grandma's wasted <laughs> and fucking hungry. Yeah. And now everyone's fighting. And you know how they get. I've been to that wedding. It's dangerous. Trauma scarred. Yeah. No bad time. I feel like a nanny hangry mm-hmm. is more terrifying than any hangry yeah. I've ever seen. It's awful. But yeah, I'm sure it was wonderful. I'm excited to go to it. I'm excited to, I don't know, just like hang out. It's one of Mike's friends, Tom Takar, mm-hmm. and his, I guess, in this timeline, soon to be wife, the other timeline, current wife, <laughs> Antonia. And yeah, it's just very special. I'm so excited for you, I slash know. was excited for you because it's already happened. <laughs> I'm happy for It's you. old news. Yeah. It's new news and old news all at the same time. As far as news. Yes. I do want to say, baby witches, we came to you last week and you guys really showed up because from last week to this week, we did have three new Patreon witches. Okay. So we are 15% the way to our goal, wow. which is not nothing. That is not nothing. That is something. It's still failing. 
and embarrassing. <laughs> but um, so baby witches, Alicia and I, we've talked to you last week. We're going to come to you again. We really need new recording equipment. And to do that, we're trying to reach 500 Patreon witches, which seems like a lot, but I think it's doable because based on our listens, if we get like, I don't know, not even 15% of our listenership yeah, to come into Patreon, pay $5 a month for weekly episodes, extra content, and 66 extra bonus episodes in our back catalog. I like Plus, how that number keeps going up. I Every time. Every time. time. With like an exclusive Discord channel and the ability to ask us questions about future episodes. What we did last week was the Rubazol, which is probably one of my favorite episodes we've done in a while. And then next week is going to be Chiron and Lilith in your astrology chart. We haven't done an astrology episode in a while. And Alicia and I go into what it means to have, Alicia and I are born very close to each other, Mm -hmm. what it means to have almost identical Chirons, but just enough that they operate completely differently in our lives. It's fucking wild. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I think that you, me, and Mallory are really good, like, showcases of how, like, just a few days, a few hours even, can, like, totally shift your chart. And make a whole new beautiful creature. It's true. We're all so different. We're, and yet, very similar. We're like, I'm trying to think. Are we different brands of Blackberry Jam? Are we the same brand, but different flavors of jam? I'm like, I feel mm. like we're the same font, but one of us is bold, one of us is italic, and one of us is strike through. <laughs> when that one's me. <laughs> Mallory's italic. So I'd be you bold. are bold. Yeah, yeah. It's true. I'm bold. You knew who I'm it was. Bold. Yeah. And then, of course, head over to our Tee Public to get Witch Yes merch, like our Satan's Little Snack and Baby Witch shirts, totes, and sweaters because it's about to be getting cozy season. I cannot wait. And everyone looks so cute in like yeah. all the Tee Public merchandise. It's I love when they amazing. send us pictures. Same. All right. So what are we going to talk about today? All right, Alicia, calm down. We're going to talk about sailor superstitions. But before we do that, a message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Blessed Bee Magic. Blessed Bee Magic creates discreet, beautiful talisman jewelry for witches crafted to remind you of your magic. With over 700 five-star reviews, they ship worldwide with fast and free shipping within the USA. And I'm wearing one right now. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes, she is. I'm, the product is here. Oh, it has made it to the recording. If you need a way to ward off any bad vibes, Blessed Bee Magic has a stud earring collection just for you. These studs are dainty and adorable. They'll look good with any outfit, casual or classy. I feel so protected when wearing my evil eye earrings. Like, no stink eye coming my way, you guys. I also love my blessing stud earrings that carry the guidance and healing grace from the moon goddess. They are so beautiful, and I feel protected. I also feel like if you have multiple... Uh, piercings in your ear mm-hmm. like there are a lot of pictures of people like doubling them up and it Ooh. looks so cute so I think that they're perfect for that Blessed Be Magic offers tasteful witchy designs budget-friendly prices and have you heard a discount code deals just for baby witches use code witchyes15 for 15% off all full price talisman jewelry at blessedbemagic.com and that's magic with a ck sailor superstitions they got them they got a lot of thoughts more thoughts than i thought honestly they had a lot of time to think on the sea you do yes and you're trapped in your thoughts really it's just you and the beautiful ocean that can murder you at any second or your crew or who can also murder you. I'm just thinking, I think everything is out to murder you. There's things under the sea. The sea itself is alive and ready mm-hmm. to take you. Mm-hmm. And then also 
the people you thought were your friends, guess what? You're looking like a little chicken nugget to them right now. Please walk the plank, okay? <laughs> oh, crrr. That's how I would be a pirate. Yeah. Walk you plank. Oh, crrr. <laughs> They're like, no. <laughs> but, you know. Too late. They're marooned. It's gone. So I started this research mm-hmm. with a little tab that said introduction. Then I did not write an introduction. Oh, did you have one like in your heart? I didn't. I was oh, just really? like, eventually I'm going to get back to this. So how would you describe you've been on the seas? Oh, yes. Have you been on the high seas? Oh, I don't know. What is the high sea versus the sea? I feel like the high seas. Like is a crew the high seas? Well, there's orange, pink lemonade. I'm talking about high sea, the drink. Oh, my God. I was like, you know something I don't know. <laughs> I was here for the ride. I, I was like, scroll. educate me. I didn't scroll through that level of Brian's <laughs> research. No. So I feel like the high sea is like when you get into the ocean and you do not see land in any direction. I don't think I've done that. I'm trying to think of all my times on a boat and mm-hmm. I don't think I've never not seen land. Same. Yeah. How are you on boats? Usually I'm good. Sometimes I get seasick. Yeah, me too. I get a little seasick. I have to be up high. Mm-hmm. I've never been on a cruise, but I've always wanted to go, but I heard they're very dirty. Really? Yeah. I've heard it's like a cesspool. <gasps> I've always wanted to go on a cruise and I haven't heard that they're dirty. Oh no. Well, and I still want to go. I still want to go. Well, I'm worried. Are you like in a, your little room? Is it like a normal hotel room or is it like when you book a hotel in Manhattan? Like that size of a room? Is it like a Brooklyn I apartment? I like, don't know. Also, how sometimes big is it? you can get you can get rooms, no windows. That sounds crazy. It also sounds like the best sleep of your life. How do you orient yourself? Like if the ocean is moving, your tummy's moving. Well, the cruise ship is like so big, you're not feeling that stuff anymore, I would think. I suppose. I don't know. I mean, if the Rugrats episode where Dee Dee Pickles finds out that she is pregnant while she's on that cruise has taught me anything, is that being seasick on a cruise is very common. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But she was also pregnant. Yeah. But also, because normally you get the cruise and you get like all in. Mm-hmm. You're not just getting a trip on the sea. You're paying for like the food, the alcohol, all of it. Yes. The pool, Mickey Mouse coming down to kiss your kids on the face. Exactly. So how much vomiting happens on all these boats? Like every family once a day? I mean, gotta be. You have a quota. a lot. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't want to be on a cruise well, that limits my alcohol intake. Right. That's ridiculous. Cruises. I'm the daughter of an alcoholic. I don't want that. Come on. I don't need control yet. It's not a problem for me. Let me go on vacation. <laughs> Let her have some fun. Girls just want to come have fun on. with Jaeger bombs. You can only go on a cruise so many times. Yeah, I've always wanted to go on a cruise. Then we'll go on a cruise. We're just going to find the right one. I would love to go on a senior cruise. Oh, yes. Because I feel like the entertainment is like so particular. It's probably like Billie Holiday. I don't know. Just like sweet, gentle. Yeah, very cute. Yeah. Shuffleboard. Or doing the tango. Mm-hmm. Conga lines. Oh, that'd be amazing. And all the little conversations. Oh, yeah. And they're like, and they'd love you. Yeah. And like all the old men would be like, and we'd be like, and then and then the boat would be like, but they toss you overboard. Yeah. Out of here, wave. It's like, get her out. So I think that's something that we've hit on. Boats are fun. Boats are a great time. But also, there's a lot of things that you can't control about a boat. But there are so many things that people have tried mm-hmm. to suss out how to control the sea, how to control your crew, and how to control the ocean itself. It's true. So I just want to talk about, coming off right off the top, some things that are good luck for boats. I love this. 
First off, and actually my only point, <laughs> is ship cats. <gasps> a meow. So we've talked about ship cats in the past, so mm-hmm. you might have a slight introduction, but I'm just going to start for our new baby witches. All their nine lives, black cats have been given a bad rap. Black magic, bad luck, too sexy, two tiny little paws. Adorable. A, like little nose. The whiskers. Villainized, honestly. It's rude. The accusations go on. They're so hated that many shelters around the country won't adopt black cats around Halloween because it's not uncommon for them to be the victims of sacrifice. And this is how Artemis came into our lives. Yeah, because they wouldn't let me take a little black cat. But the wayward sailors of the world say, not on my boat. Ooh, I love this. Kitty cats come to me. Flock, creatures of the forest, assemble. And then the cats come in. Like, pop, 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 pop. There's like, it starts as a slow rumble. And then it gets louder. <laughs> Keeping a ship's cat on any vessel is considered good luck. And this practice is old, like ancient Egyptian old. Oh. In 2017, geneticists at the University of Leuven in Belgium discovered that Egyptian cats from around 500 CE, common era, spread their mitochondrial DNA. That's the powerhouse of the sail. The only thing that matters. Via shipping lines all the way up to medieval Europe. This was so popular that there's evidence that sometime around 8th century... Vikings picked up this practice as well. So there are cats Mm -hmm. in Europe right now that can trace their lineage back to Egyptian cats through trading vessels. That's fucking sick. That's crazy. They are the Cleopatra of cats. (laughs) Exactly. Amazing. Cats were probably brought on ships initially for two reasons. One, because they are so, so cute and perfect in every way. Mm -hmm. And two, to control rodent populations. They have a job. And they're good at it. This job is extremely important because unwanted rats can chew through rope, ruin your food supply, and spread deadly diseases to crew members, all things that are extremely unlucky. Yes. Ships' cats were even thought to control the weather, protecting ships or casting storms with the magic they stored in their tails. <gasps> what? Isn't that silly? That makes so much sense, though. Now, we've talked about famous ship cats, in particular, Unsinkable Sam, He's in our best. Familiars episode, but he was not the only cat in history to be called by name. Ooh. Okay. First, there's camouflage of the U.S. Coast Guard in World War II, and he was known for chasing enemy tracer rounds across the deck. So this is a fearless cat. And he's green. You can't see him. You can't see him. He he's blends in. completely invisible. I love that he's green, but he's on a ship where there's no, like, foliage to blend into. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's like, there. You can find him. Next up is Emmy of the RMS Empress of Ireland, who jumped her ship at port in 1914. The crew tried to carry her back on, but she refused to come aboard, and the ship sank the next morning, killing a thousand people. Wow. She's what a smart no. cat. I'm not getting She didn't here. help. She was probably like, follow me. Oh, come yeah. Out. Come. They were like, no, we have a job to do. You and she was cat. like, all right, bitch. Rest in peace. She takes Farewell. her little paw and like <laughs> holds it up to salute them. She <laughs> waves. Kiddo of the airship America, who could predict the weather better than a barometer, apparently. Wow. Peebles. Peebles. Of the HMS Western Isles, who would shake people's hands when he met them. That's so cute. That's adorable. He was the captain. When Rinda the boat was torpedoed and sunk in World War II, the surviving crew discovered their ship's cat was not aboard the lifeboats. (gasps) And they rode around all night in pitch black because... No moon, there's no stars, there's no lights. Yeah. It's just like kind of the flames of your boat until they heard what they called a pitiful meow in the distance. And this is from one of the sailor's diaries. 
We rode as hard as we could and laughed and cried when we lifted the sopping wet furball aboard. And then, of course, unsinkable Sam, who survived three separate torpedoed shipwrecks. Sam cannot be killed. He is still alive today. Although cats are very, very lucky to have on board a ship, there are several things that are bad luck you must never do or you risk disaster for everyone. And I know this is the juicy shit we want to hear, right? Absolutely. Because most people aren't getting on a fucking boat. We're a land podcast, goddammit. <laughs> we are a fully nude land <laughs> podcast. Land loving podcast. So you must never, ever rename a boat. One, it's rude. Two, if her name is Rhonda, she needs to stay with Rhonda. That's what her name is. If you truly want to rename this like bountiful booksum beauty, which is your boat, there are several steps you need to do, including removing all traces of the old name. Then you need to have a purging ceremony in which you call on Poseidon and pop some champagne. And the champagne is actually very important to this. It's not about getting drunk. <laughs> what do we do with it? But this? you need some champagne. Then you need to have the renaming ceremony appease the four wind gods and with that you're kind of throwing some champagne into the ocean well i paid for that and then any champagne you have left you have to finish the whole bottle just you because you're the motherfucker who wants to rename Rhonda <laughs> into something like danny you know like come on it sounds like way too much work so i would just not rename it like come on yeah that's why you shouldn't you know name a boat after your husband because you might get divorced yeah you gotta name it something silly Mm. like afternoon delight uh, that might be worth like trying to rename that <laughs> you don't like I it i feel like you need something like elegant here I'm i like, am like this is my dream ship name <laughs> i've been waiting all this for years for years okay what's a good ship name <sighs> let's see Ooh, jezebel new kid on the dock no it, it like hurts it hurts Grown. all right let me tell you another thing you shouldn't do Another thing? I've got a list. Are you ready for this? Yes. Don't lose your fucking hat. If your hat flies off your head and lands into the ocean, that is a bad sign, dude. It means that your journey will be a long one. Not because you want it to be long, because something happens to make it long. You get what I mean? Oh no, an Odysseus situation. Exactly. So you gotta put little hat pins, go boop, 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 into your hair. Don't lose your hat. Pirates had hats. They didn't lose their hats. Yeah. Don't be a loser. Don't be a loser. Come on. And you want to know, like, speaking of pirates, why pirates always looked, like, unruly and, like, really fucking hot? Yeah. It's because it was bad luck to cut your hair or shave your beard. Really? So no personal grooming allowed. And that also means, like, no clippy-clip your long-ass little toenail. <gasps> so no grooming at all. No grooming at all, baby. Eyebrows. I am dirty. I am of the ocean. I am of the sea. If I bathe, I condemn all of us. Like, it's kind of hot. It's like old school hot. I just, how's the junk? Do they wipe? Is wiping considered? I think they wipe. Is that grooming? I don't think wiping should be considered grooming. Okay. I was like, don't debate me on this. I'm very scared. <laughs> the alternative. Like, ooh, I don't this, know what to do. This changes our flag means death entirely. Well, it just changes my whole personal hygiene entirely. I don't know what to do with that. Another thing, you know, there was some discrimination on boats and ships back in the day. If you have flat feet, we don't want you. Flat-footed people were deemed to be unlucky, and the ocean is a tempestuous mistress that hates your damned flat feet. Oh, she thinks they're gross. Arches only, baby. No flat feet. We don't want that. You know who else we don't want aboard our ship? 
redheads. Oh, no, Mike. Get them out of here. They will only bring bad luck. And if you met one before boarding, the only way to mitigate the bad luck was to speak to them before they could speak to you. Up, 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 up. I am. Put me first. <laughs> exactly. Up, up, up. I have something to tell you. I have something to tell you. <laughs> I'm glad it was that instead of like, you have to kill them on sight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to pluck their eyeballs out like plums and, and eat them. Eat them. So I was trying to think, like, why? Like, that's a little rude, you know? Yeah. But I'm thinking maybe it's because redheads were even more rare back then since it's, like, a recessive gene. So you just wouldn't be seeing them that often. But, you know, I don't really know. And it doesn't really say. But it's just, I guess we've just been discriminating against gingers for hundreds of years, which is a fun fact that's not new. I wonder if it's, like, related to Vikings, too, because they had a lot of red hair in their mm. gene pool. Oh, maybe. And there's something about, like, Vikings are, like, these barbarians, and they're unruly, and they are a very much a seafaring situation. So, like, I wonder if there's some level of, like, discrimination against, like, Norwegians and Vikings. That's interesting. That reads into this. It could. Or, like, hatred of Irish people. Because everyone loves to hate the Irish. Yeah. All right. Do not whistle on board a ship. Wait, but we're supposed to whistle up a wind. Well, no, you are whistling up a storm. Oh, no. And there were also specific words that were unlucky as well. These words were like, goodbye, farewell. Drowned is a bad word. And even good luck is a bad word. I see. Break a leg. Yeah, break a leg. (laughs) Bon voyage. Bon voyage. I don't even know bon voyage. Like that might be in that category of like, we don't say this. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's like, goodbye, farewell, good luck. It kind of makes it sound like there's a chance Like, there's a risk. Yeah. Like, you're not coming back. There's a risk you might not come back. And by saying drowned, you're kind of, like, asking drown. You know, you're, like, putting that word into the universe, so Mm -hmm. it's just, like, bound to happen to you. What we would call in 2022 manifesting. You are manifesting. It was also said that wives and girlfriends of sailors couldn't even say goodbye or farewell from the dock once the sailor bow was, like, aboard the ship. So no, like, waving with, like, your little handkerchief? You can wave with your little handkerchief, but you can't be like, goodbye! (gasps) Ferdinand, I love you forever, Bernadette. Exactly. None of that. You got to get that before he gets on the boat. And speaking of that, you know who are also bad luck? Women. Then how did we get here? Because we are good (laughs) at being sneaky. I'm in the hay. I'm with the rats. (laughs) If you bring a woman on board, the ocean will get jealous and it's just not going to end too well for you. That's the reason they gave. Because, you know, they were also classifying like the ocean as a she. So she didn't want anyone else on board. It was just you and her, the ocean divine. They talk about like the marriage to the sea, like the sea Mm -hmm. is my mistress. Exactly. She is a jealous mistress. She is a jealous mistress. However, there is an addendum to this. Naked women brought good luck because they calmed the sea. A man must have written that, right? Yeah. Suspicious. And that's why many figureheads are of like topless women or mermaids because they are said to calm the sea. But having just a woman on board, mm-mm, we don't like that. That's so weird. But I think, mm-hmm. and I have no backing, I have a theory about this. I think it goes deeper. Okay. And my theory is being on a ship at sea for months on end where one bad storm could kill you kind of really brings this like brotherhood mentality. Plus, you know, we know the boats were like kind of gay anyway. Mm-hmm. But You know, it's groups of these men in the dead of night, drunkenly talking about their feelings, their hopes, their dreams, their fears, and their desires. And it just brings out like a certain level of connection with each other, of camaraderie, of despite where you've been, you are equals on this journey, unless you're the captain, because he's the boss, okay? 
And if you think about the time, women didn't really have rights. And by really didn't have rights, they didn't have rights. They were viewed also as property. So now instead of men being equal, one man or a few men may get close to this woman on board the ship. And they could view that woman as their property as well. But that means some men could be with this woman and some would not be. So there is like a power imbalance within the brotherhood. Oh, this is interesting. That's my whole theory. I've got that from nothing, but I think that makes a lot of sense. That like the presence of women sows like some kind of like internal chaos, like relationship chaos Mm -hmm. within a community. And also like ships were known for being gay sometimes anyway. Yeah. So now you have a woman would see that and like what does that do to like the power imbalance, Mm -hmm. you know, all very interesting. So no fucking women. Get your women out of here. Don't say goodbye. And then some days were bad luck to even sail on. So it's bad luck to sail on Thursdays because it's the God of Storms Day and Thor's Day or Fridays because that was the day Jesus was executed. Bad times. The first Monday in April, April 1st, because the jokes, and apparently that's when Cain killed Abel, which I didn't know. I'd never heard of that before. Is that where that comes from? That's not a good joke at all, honestly. (laughs) Oops, you did. The second Monday in August, which is the day Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. And December 31st, the day in which Judas Iscariot hung himself. I don't know any of this. I have no idea. But that means you just have like a built-in weekend. They can't keep you at sea forever. Some of these days are unlucky. Okay? (laughs) I need my Thursdays and Fridays off. That's my weekend. Take me to the Bahamas. I'm I'm down to chill. I have to do laundry. Yeah, because then you could like do stuff on land. Yeah. Ah, loopholes. Love that. And this may be the unluckiest thing of all. Tara, never, ever, ever bring a fucking banana on board a ship. But I love bananas. I know they're delicious. I love them too. They're like one of the few fruits I actually eat. But why? They are apparently super unlucky to sailors. They believe that one banana could sink an entire ship. And how did they bring all those bananas from Hawaii all over? I, I don't know. Maybe they all died. But that banana will fuck your shit up. They have to float the bananas like in crates, like the Niagara yeah. Falls. Yeah. They're like <laughs> ships in a bottle and they're like, hope this gets to San Diego, <laughs> to the Ralphs. What? I don't know. It didn't say why. Just don't. Don't do it. Well, no wonder all of these men are so fucking dirty. They've got scurvy. Oh, yeah. They can't have fruit, women. I mean, I guess you can have like a mango, but you can't have a banana. Maybe there was too much like banana peel, like tripping and falling or something. Maybe. You know, like <laughs> some Mario classic Kart. jokester. Yeah. Is the sea jealous of bananas? Maybe it's too phallic for her on board this phallic boat. This huge ship mass. in my ocean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's outrageous. It, it, it's kind of rude for bananas rights, honestly. While we're on the topic of sunken ships. Yeah. I do need to talk to you about ghost ships. <gasps> okay. SpongeBob SquarePants. So, sometimes called phantom ships, ghost ships are either ships found at sea with their crew and mysteriously missing, oh. empty ships, or a truly ghostly vessel piloted by a ghostly crew <gasps> and captain. Ooh, spooky. The most famous ship is... The Flying Dutchman. It is! Oh. He is here. He is risen. So, the origins of the Flying Dutchman are wildly diverse, but the way that folktale seems to exist now is that this phantom ship appears in storms or on moonless nights when there is no wind. Ooh, creepy. Places where ships should not be. 
The Flying Dutchman doesn't need trade winds to sail. It uses the power of the devil. Oh, I love that. The Flying Dutchman can never sail into port, no matter how hard it tries. So if you stay on land, the ghost ship cannot get you. You are safe. Okay. But because it can never sail into port, there are stories of the Dutchman hailing ships to send messages to port cities and sometimes to people long dead. Wow. Sad. That is sad. While the Dutchman is never like a good sign (laughs) when you're on your carnival cruise to the Bahamas, and it's never benevolent, sometimes it operates just as an omen of bad storms, and other times it's here to murder you. Well. Because not being able to sail into port doesn't mean the Flying Dutchman can't sail right into you and get on your ship and steal your ship's cat and sail away. And they keep the cat alive. Of course. Of course. We're not monsters. What the hell? That's crazy. Next up is the Chalucha of Chile. Ooh. Also known as the Ship of Magic or the Ship of Fire, the Chaluche is a lot like the Flying Dutchman, except these sailors love to party. Ah, party ship. Fun boat. In Chiloe mythology, the Chaluche is a ship that you might hear before you see it because of all the music that's being played on board. It's easier to see on a foggy night as the dazzling lights and sound of the party travel easier through the mist. So you just hear Pitbull out of nowhere and it's like, <laughs> it's coming! <laughs> Let's get it started. What's, what's that on the wind? Let's get it started. Oh no! <laughs> the Chiluche can shapeshift, become transparent, and because it's a ghost, it can sail right through your ship unbothered. It's a ghost ship. I kind of love that. But this hasn't stopped it from picking up people and partying with them. Oh, they bring them on? The Chaluche is largely neutral good. Oh. Like, you know. Better than the Flying Dutchman. It's been known to pick up sailors who have been lost at sea and aid suffering merchants. However, mm-hmm. much like our yokai episode, the Chaluche does have a problem with um, taking people to parties and not taking them back. That sounds like a good party, though. Now, let's say you figured out that the Chaluche is near. And you have a big test on Monday, so you cannot be taken to a party and never return. They say, you know, if they haven't seen you yet, hold your breath. Because that's how they see you first, your life's breath. Which is very similar to our vampire and undead episode. That like the dead, the thing that, you know, they see first is your ability to like breathe. Because ghosts don't breathe. Were you ever told like going by cemeteries to hold your breath? Absolutely. And going over bridges. And going through tunnels. Crazy. Okay, if I had to hold my breath every time I went over the Brooklyn Bridge, I would pass out. (laughs) She'd careen. The traffic is so bad. (laughs) That's like 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You would have, I mean, not even a Michael Phelps. Not even a deep sea scallop diver. There are not enough drugs to help me with that. Mm -mm. But the Chiluche is, for the most part, the exception because most ghost ships are omens of storms and bad luck. Death. Ooh, has arrived. Bad. The Eliza Battle was a steamboat that burned down in the, how do you say that? Tom Bigby? Tom Big, Alabama. I guess in the Tom Bigby River. <laughs> you guys are, got a lot of like problems. Like wilding over there. But anyway, it reappears engulfed by flames on cold winter nights. And the ghost of the SS Bannockburn reappears in Lake Superior where it vanished in 1902. Spooky. Very. So let's say you're on a ship, mm-hmm. no women. Oh, thank God. So many cats. Oh, yes. And you're yo-hoing and you run into what seems like maybe a sandbar. Okay. A weird island. And in the distance, that island seems to move. We've reached the section on sea monsters. 
I mean, I guess <laughs> that's better. Yeah. We could probably do an entire episode just on sea monsters, but let's just do a general overview. Love this. So what are they? They are monsters. They're in the sea. Oh, hello. There's a really great How Stuff Works article on sea monsters that cites the 1870 novel 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Furness, and it says, either we do know all the varieties of being which people or planet or we do not. And if we do not know them all, if nature has still secrets in the deeps for us, nothing is more comfortable to reason than to admit the existence of fishes or cetaceans of other kinds or even a new species. So a place so alien and mystical as the deep sea, these places that we think of as empty and yet terrifyingly full, it almost begs to be populated by the creatures of our imagination. Anything could be there. It's like... It's I like, believe that, 100%. And so, of course, it's like these magical creatures that are like one part devil, one part like God's creation. So first up, we have the Kraken. <gasps> Probably the most well-known sea monster in the Western world, which dates back to at least 1180 in the Scandinavian epic poems. And it's said to dwell between Norway and Iceland, and its body is so big that sailors were said to have mistaken it for an island or a sandbar. Oh, no. Next up, we have the Sea Bishop. <laughs> Who is this? which is a legendary sea creature that allegedly existed in the 16th century. And the legend says that it was captured and taken to Poland and given to the king, and the king wished to keep it as a pet or a prize. But the sea bishop wished to be returned to the sea. When the problem was presented to the Catholic bishops, they granted the fish's request. They said, set my sea bishop free. <laughs> and when he returned to the sea, the sea bishop made the sign of the cross and vanished forever. Because he's a bishop. He loves God. Let's talk about some sailor tattoos. The hottest part of sailors. Mm -hmm. They're dirty, stinky, unwashed, unkempt, but covered in art. Ooh, love it. Like pigs and hens. They what? fucking love pigs and hens on their feet. What? And apparently it's to prevent them from drowning. Okay, tell me. So the joke is, though, can pigs and chickens even swim? That's the joke. There is that island in the Bahamas mm. entirely populated by pigs. It's because they can't go anywhere else. <gasps> they're stuck. Because they can't swim. <laughs> I feel they're like chickens, stuck. though, but their feet aren't webbed. Yeah, they ain't ducks. These fucking sailors are these, idiots. They're idiots. They're idiots. So why would these animals symbolically stop someone from drowning? So there are two theories, although we don't know like the real reason. One is since neither the pig or chickens can swim, they would want to get back to shore as quickly as fucking possible if a ship sinks. They're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so the tattoo means like, please, Poseidon, fucking wash me upon the shore like before I drown. Would you get cute little... Feet tattoos. Absolutely not. Oh. Feet are horrendous. You wouldn't get a tattoo on your foot? No. Also, I heard they're painful. Yeah, I heard that like the back of the ankle, all ankle tattoo, it's too much bone. But I feel like it'd be so cute to have like a little chicken. And a little pig. A little I feel like the pig, I don't know about the chicken though. What do you mean? The most beautiful of the birds? Underappreciated? What are you going to get? A fucking turkey? That's a Turkey good point. versus chicken? That's a good point. Okay. All right. Fair argument. Do you want to hear the other theory? Yeah, I'm so sorry. Another theory is that pigs and chickens would often be on these ships because you need to eat something. Oh. I know. They weren't very vegetarian because you couldn't take a fucking banana on a boat. <laughs> you I were running out of options. How am I going to get my potassium? <laughs> I'm going crazy. The animals would be in crates and the sailors would, you, you know, they eat them. The crates were lightweight. So when a ship would wreck, the crates with pigs and chickens would be the most buoyant. Oh. 
And because of this, the two animals had a higher survival rate in shipwrecks than anyone or anything else. All the sailor had to do is grab onto one of these crates and hopefully he'd be like Rose from the Titanic and would just like <laughs> stay safe on his pig floaty device until another ship came by to save him. Kicking off jacks left Fucking and right. Get Leonardo out of here. Isn't that insane? That's so interesting. And it's like, I, that makes sense. That does make sense. And the pig's just like, oh no, the whole time. Poor pigs. You can also get the North Star as a tattoo. Sailors often got tattoos of North Stars, otherwise known as nautical stars or compass stars, with the hope that the stars would guide them through the night and get them home safely. A nautical star is now a symbol of protection, guidance, and good luck. It is usually rendered as a five-pointed star with alternating colors to mimic the colors on a compass rose found on nautical charts. And a lot of uh, Navy people Mm -hmm. get this tattoo now. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, they get it like right on their arm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's sexy. Yeah. It's the sexiest place to put it. And then they also get like a little anchor in the other, right? Well, there we go. Our next one is the anchor. (laughs) She won the prize. Wow. I hope it's candy. And in the Navy, sailors get an anchor tattoo after successfully crossing and returning across the Atlantic Ocean. So it's like you've kind of like earned it. Interesting. That's so funny. And an anchor is also the most secure object on the ship and the object used for securing the ship. Its image serves as an icon of stability and, like, unfaltering faith. Like, you will survive this. And that's why you will sometimes see the word, like, mom or dad. Because that's, like, their... It's, like, a touchstone. It's a reason for them to stay grounded. Isn't that adorable? I know. Marcel needs to get an anchor tattoo that has, like, my name on it. I I think that'd be adorable. I'm, like, actually very emotional about this. It's very cute. It's very charming, surprisingly. Because, like, you often think of it as like kind of like a cliche of like this gruff old guy and he's got it like on his bicep or whatever but there's something about that that's like sweet and like kind of magical and like genuine yeah it's not just like you're a trashy old sailor it's like oh no actually that was really sweet you really love your parents you love your mom another tattoo is to get the words hold fast on your knuckles Because to hold fast means to hold tightly onto the lines while the ship is being tossed in bad weather. So these words served as a special reminder to hold on and persevere through the tough times. I love all this like tattoo symbolism over here. I mean, they threw us with the pigs and the chickens, but like the rest of these are very cute. And then the last one we'll touch on, which is like the Johnny Depp one, swallows the bird. Okay. Like homing pigeons, swallows have like an uncanny knack for finding home. And because swallows travel long distances, a swallow tattoo meant that no matter how far you journeyed, you would always be able to find your way home. So in a larger sense, like going home could even mean like returning to your family, your home, or it can mean like going up to a celestial place when you die because birds are supposed to be known to guide the souls of the departed. Isn't that crazy? I'm like... We're getting so many tattoos now. I This actually, mostly this section makes me want to get a tattoo. Yeah. I didn't think... Can I be honest? Yeah. This was your idea? I was very much about it. We had already named it. It was like 99 bottles of superstitions on the wall or something (laughs) like that. And like it was come up during like a brainstorming session. And I was like, this is going to be fun. It's going to be light. I feel very emotional about the sea right now. She's a tempestuous mistress. That's funny because my grandmother's initial name, her first secret name, Tempest. That is funny. No, I just like feel... 
like having lived on an island, mm-hmm. having the ocean be like this big part of my life for so long. And like when you go to the ocean during the day, it's like beach fun, like la 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 mermaids. But like going to the ocean at night, which is my favorite time to be around the ocean, it feels creaturey and like yeah. magical. And it like, really does, especially with like the moon over yeah, it and everything, the lighting that, up the water. Yes. And like creatures come out at night on the ocean that aren't there during the day. The cold sand, like something mm-hmm. about like, like this was like actually very emotional for me Aww. and like special to me. And like the research that you did was like, yeah, like let's make fun, like yo-ho, like let's make fun of pirates, like, but something about like being alone and in this place that is a desert but you're surrounded by water and it's a place that people think of as being empty Mm -hmm. and yet it is so full. Mm -hmm. It's full of life, but then also you drink the water that's not drinkable. You're dead. You're dead. I don't know. I just, I feel some kind of way about it. It makes a lot of sense. And I mean like the storms and everything, of course you don't want to be on the bad side of that, but it just shows kind of how much respect they have for the ocean and like, all of its occupants from the fucking what's his name sail bishop Who oh was he? my god the sea was it the, the sea, sea bishop? bishop fucking silly the sea bishop to the kraken it's just these are all part of their journey and it's mm-hmm. kind of even more of a like spiritual journey when yeah. they leave too well since tara's about to cry we'll move on to which is in the news Yay! you know what i was thinking about the other day what four a while, I was doing do-do-do-do-do-do. Then I was doing boo-do-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. Oh. And I was like, oh, I couldn't find it. And so I I tried to make it funny. And then I found do-do-do-do-do-do again. And I just like... Kismet. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I found myself. It was meant to be. I don't even know how I would start the section if you didn't do that. Like, it would feel so weird to everyone. Well, we did one where I played on the ukulele. Oh, well, that's... That's beautiful. And I was like, which is in the news? And um, and then we were like, cut it! <laughs> that's an epi- That's a season one. Oh, season one. Don't listen to it. We Continue. so cute. Tell us the news. All right, first up, traditional Garnerian declaration comes under fire. Ooh, drama. Ooh, I know, some good, good pagan gossip. Here we are bringing it to you. A document published in August and signed on July 18th, 2022, by an anonymous group of Garnerian witches is creating controversy in the pagan community. This document is called A Declaration of the Traditional Garnerian Wicca. In the document, it talks about an argument that has been plaguing the Garnerian community, and that is, should people who are non-binary or trans be a part of Garnerian Wicca? This anonymous group, which, how brave. How fucking brave you are. You fucking turf-ass pieces of shit. Exactly. They think, no, those people should not be involved in Garnerian Wicca. So you can see why it has stirred up some controversy, because that's bullshit. The declaration is two pages long, so it was an easy read. And in it, it talks about how Garnerian witchcraft is about the two polarities of female-male binary and that these are crucial tenets to this form of witchcraft. It even underlies the importance of life, in caps, literally put it in caps, and fertility, in caps, to make a broader subtextual statement that life and fertility are things non-binary and trans people would not be able to partake in, which we know isn't true. You know, you could see this as you're just misguided like old people. Like, you could kind of make that argument, 
But then they kind of really make their point when they write, it is therefore necessary to practice biological female and biological male and vice versa within a traditional Garnerian circle. So we're like past misguided. It's like, this is transphobic. This is fully transphobic. This has nothing to do with trans or non-binary people. This is you feeling like you need to have control. Mm -hmm. And this is you feeling like you can't make space for like the different, like beautiful collage that is gender. Yeah. And this whole idea that we're working with male and female energies, we've talked about this, I would say, fairly well mm-hmm. about how like we all have like these male female energies, but that like male and female is just like a word that we've assigned. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be, say, male and female, like boy and girl, red and blue. It's just like these two ends of the pole. It misses the point. Yeah. There are so many non-binary, like, hyper-organic, fluctuating, shape-shifting, like, rainbow creatures that inhabit paganism. It just doesn't seem to me like, like, this is helping in any... I'm so upset. You should be. It's fucking bullshit. So a vocal opponent of the declaration is Jason Mankey, a third-degree Garnerian high priest. And Jason said in a TikTok about the issue... What bothers me most about this situation is that by calling themselves traditional Garnerians, a small group of transphobic Garnerians is attempting to discredit everyone else in the tradition, the great majority of whom disagree with the letter currently being circulated. So Mankey goes on to talk about that these 47 anonymous people who made the declaration believe that they're doing Garnerian witchcraft right and everyone else is wrong. So that's that's the whole thing. They think they know how to do it. They think they're doing it perfectly correct and everyone else is just wrong. But therefore, we are better than you. Cowards. Exactly. It's just very much like don't sit with us kind of energy. Give me your name. Tell us your name. We want the names. We want to see the taxes. If you're so perfect, we want to see. Show us your taxes. Show us your taxes. Do the unboxing, FBI. Exactly. This is not what we need. No. And Minky also says that the vast majority of Gardnerian practicing witches support the trans community. And if Gardnerian Wicca is calling to you, you should just do your research to weed out the bad eggs. Like, you don't want to be with them. You don't want to be with people who think like that. No. But you can still do Garnerian Wicca if that's what's calling to you. These 47 people who are too afraid to show their faces can't stop you. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. It is so frustrating to work so hard to create a community and a practice that is open, curious, accepting, and celebrates trans and queer people that like to celebrate the divinity that is trans and queer folk and then have somebody be like exactly the bathrooms we'll see if there's any updates on that in the future meaning names addresses and houses being burned down but just let haters be haters we do not support violence on which yes no i mean everyone's out of the house but we love a good arson (laughs) segwaying to no i'm kidding there's no arson this time But our next story is about accusations of witchcraft in Peru. And this is the bad accusations of witchcraft. Seven women and one man were detained and allegedly tortured by a rural militia in Peru who accused them of practicing witchcraft. 
The victims were reportedly stripped naked and whipped in an attempt to force them to admit that they were practicing sorcery against a small community in the central province of Pataz. The kidnapping took place on June 29th of this year and made waves when a video of a woman being hung upside down from the ceiling by her foot and being interrogated by the militia was published by local news. Another video showed bruises along the back of an elderly woman. Oh my god. The local militia is made up of neighborhood watch called Rondas Campesinas. Many communities are now like questioning the role of this rural militia since they are so easily able to violate human rights. But this is like a common kind of group for all small communities who don't really have their own like police structures. Right. It's, a, you know, people looking out for their people. Exactly. But, but to the point where it's like you can't commit like human rights violations, you know? Yeah. By July 12th, the women were released and many returned home. The family of one of the detained women, 64-year-old Irene de la Cruz, said that they plan to take legal action against the militia behind the alleged crime. So hopefully they do. Yeah. Because that sounds very illegal. Hanging someone upside down? That's torture. Yeah, exactly. And then our last story is the Saudi Arabian Rise of the Witches TV series. I really need this. Now in the making, baby. So in pop culture news, MBC, not NBC, M, like mama, NBC Studios in Saudi Arabia has unveiled what it claims to be the biggest TV series ever to be shot in the country. I'm here like, for it. They are throwing money, 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 money. They're basically building a city to have this like location which is crazy. Rise of the Witches is a 10-part fantasy adventure series based on the best-selling novel books by Saudi author Osama al-Muslim. Rise of the Witches tells the story about two women who grow up in a world dominated by male magicians that want to prevent women from having any access to magical powers. These witches both secretly learn the arts and go on to form their own groups in order to protect themselves and gain power. Love it. And they think this is going to be a fucking success of success. We have high fucking dreams for this TV series. Potter who? Exactly. Hermione what? Rise of the Witches will launch as an original series on NBC's streaming platform, Shahid, before being sold outside of the Middle East. So if it does well, which for so much money, we can only hope, or we can only hope it's like the biggest disaster. We don't really know. I, like, I, I do you know, love a messy hate oh, watch. I know. It would be so, so good. I would but, love it to be like, we can only get it. From a bootleg, Reddit. <laughs> Torrented, yeah, LimeWire. It's flipped. <laughs> and it's in German. It has a watermark over it the whole time. <laughs> Someone shot it on their iPhone. Yes. <laughs> so if it does well, maybe we'll be able to eventually stream it. So we'll see. And this has been which is in the News. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. So Alicia, mm -hmm. while I was in Chicago with the beautiful goddess Leah, Yes. And her beautiful child and her wonderful husband. Mm -hmm. I bought this book. Oh, excellent. I bought this book from a man that was wearing colored contacts. Like a, like a real book or are you li listening to it? No, it's actually you bought a, a real, real book? book. I know. Wow. I hate the forest. I hate the trees. <laughs> Kill them all. I'm reading this book called Backwoods Witchcraft, Conjure and Folk Magic of Appalachia by Jake Richards. Oh. And there's a lot of like interesting Ozark Appalachian magic in here. And one of the reasons that I'm very interested in this is because I lived in North Carolina, but also a lot of my family comes from Missouri. Mm -hmm. And so I do have this interest in just the weird mystical habitat of my ancestors. And so 
I found this very interesting divination practice. So don't have money for a tarot card deck. Can't seem to get your creepy little mitts on any bones for throwing. Well, baby witches, do you have a playing card deck? Then you're ready to roll. Let's do it. So here's all what you need. You need playing cards and that's it. Wow. And I have some here. And we're going to do it now. We're going to do it? We get to do a game. Okay. So here's what you do. You have your playing cards. This is them. Love it. Shuffle the deck three times. Knock the top of the deck three times. Part the cards into two stacks. Hold them to your mouth and breathe on them. Do I need any intention or anything? No, with nothing. This? I'm just breathing on the cards. <sighs> then shuffle them again. So this is what you're gonna do. Starting from the top of the deck, flip each and every card over so it's face up. And when you get two of the same card in a row, number or face but not suit, set that card aside and then keep them in the order that they come up in. So not this. Not this. So this is two suits. Put it in a different pile. So take these two cards. Oh, so am I going two at a time? Yeah, you go one, two. So do they need to be laid out or can I actually be like stacking them a little bit? I think you could stack them. So it's like you stack two. If you get another two, nope. Nothing there. Until you get another two or another seven. Okay. Once you've reached your last card, then you're going to look at your doubles and you can interpret them based on several factors. One, whether or not they are the same color, so two reds or two black. What suit it is, so it's like spade is difficult, hearts seems to be good luck, but okay, relational. Okay. Fucking take this. Every card has a heart. Oh, no, this one doesn't. All right, I'm a liar, but every card has a spade. Interesting. Club seems to be conflict. Mm-hmm. And then diamond seems to be like good luck, wealth. Okay. All these seem posy. But then you do have to make sure that the card on the left of each pair versus the card on the right of each pair. Okay. Well, I'm assuming who came first will be the left. So we're going to go through each of them and then we'll do Alicia's Appalachian Tarot. Oh. Kings represent money. Two different colors represent loss, while the same color is lucky. Queens represents lovers. If one queen is a spade, (gasps) then there's some kind of emotional, physical infidelity. Oh, no. Jack represents jealousy from other people. So if it's a spade, someone may be casting the evil eye on you. Tens represent dreams and desire. Nines represent trouble or turmoil. Eights represent sorrow. Sevens represent safety and protection. Don't touch me, evil eye. <laughs> Six represents bad news. If the spade shows up in the spread, if it's on the left, it's not going to be serious bad news. But if it's on the right, you need to watch out. Oh. Five represents good news is coming. If the cards are opposite colors, it's someone from the opposite sex. And if they are the same color, it's someone from the same sex. Opposite sex. Four represents travel. If they are the same color, that means you're headed somewhere that you've been before. But if it's a separate colors, it's somewhere you've never been. Somewhere new. <gasps> Take me somewhere new. Three represents bad luck. What the fuck? Two represents good fortune. And aces represents love. And that's been Backwoods Witchcraft by Jake Richards. Oh my gosh. So what do we have? We have... So we have some bad luck. We've got two threes, a spade, and a heart. Okay. Well, that sucks. That's just it? Bad luck? That's all? Well, some kind of something bad in your relationship. So it doesn't have to be like love relationship. It's just like your community, the people that you love. Some kind of friction or trouble. Mm -hmm. Some kind of bad luck within your community. Get rid of them. Four. Four. Is travel. So you're going to go somewhere you've never been before. Thank goodness. I'm dying to. That sounds great. Five 
which means good news is coming, but it's going to be someone from the opposite sex because we have a spade and a heart. Okay. Be looking out for these men. And then we have two queens. Spade and heart. Spade and heart. So this is some kind of love infidelity situation. Mm. And maybe it could be your dream that you had. Oh. And maybe you have to deal with, I don't know, maybe some insecurity Mm -hmm. going on. Or maybe ask him straight up, bitch, you cheating on me? Yeah, ask right now in this recording. Marcel, you cheating on my baby? (laughs) Are you cheating on my baby? My baby? He would be so mad. (laughs) You gonna cut this? No, he'll keep it. He needs to have a a statement from his reps available for the podcast. Marcel, put in your statement here. We'll wait. No, and how dare you? All right. Thanks, Marcel. All right. Baby, this has been our fucking show that we oh do. Oh my gosh, that it's we, been so long. For almost four years. This is crazy. I love it. We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, and our resident intern and researcher, Brian Rainey. And then, of course, to Kevin McLeod for the music we use in the intro and the outro. I'm so happy just to be associated with the Kevin McLeod. The one, the only. I love it. We'd also like to thank anyone who's written an Apple Podcast review or subscribed to our channel on Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get podcasts. Head over to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and write something. It literally costs you nothing. Maybe time, maybe moments. Just five stars and say, booga, booga, booga. That's great. I'd love that. I know it anywhere. It's hot. If you want to find me, I'm on Instagram at Alicia period herder. And if you want to find Tara, I'm on Instagram at her lovely face. That's my art Instagram. And if you want to see pictures of my dog who has been growling periodically throughout this production, <laughs> this recording, you can go to underscore little moss. The podcast is on Instagram at which yes, share an episode in your stories, tag us and we'll feature you on our stories. Thank you to Heliacon for doing it earlier. And thank you to our one, our only Heliacon for doing it earlier today. I love that. This dates this podcast. (laughs) You can also hit us up in the Discord server. We have the link in the show notes. And if you don't like any of the socials, you can always contact us via email at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. One of our Discord servers is playing Pikmin with me. Oh. It's very cute. You finally got what you wanted. Oh, friends. You just wanted people to appreciate the Pikmin. You weren't getting that attention from me. So you had to go find it somewhere else. You know, we can't be everything to everybody. We can't be everything. And then you can find us on Patreon. Baby witches, $5 and above. Patreon witches are getting two extra episodes a month. That makes this a weekly podcast. $10 and above get access to our close friends list and more. Plus, they get early access to cool shit like merch. Questions. They don't know this yet, but we're going to do a really fun episode coming up in a couple weeks for our 69th extra stuff anyway love that um anything else i'm good baby are you good i'm good i'm gotta deal with this queen of spades infidelity (laughs) and i guess that means this has been which Which, yes. yes